Hey guys, welcome back for a video today. It's an important topic. I want to talk to you about one of the lessons that um, I've learned over the years over and over again that I think is so important in um, producing a life that uh, is happy, is complete, uh, a life that's full. And, you know, sometimes on these videos, what you're going to find is I'm not teaching you anything new. Um, teaching you things maybe that you already know that are down deep inside you. And it's like, I'm just here maybe to just draw some of these things back out to the surface and get you thinking about them again. This way we kind of help one another on this journey, this thing called life. And when I think about, you know, important lessons I've learned along the way that, that I can pass on and encourage you with, um, I think about the Enneagram, of course, and I am a seven on the Enneagram, which is an enthusiast. And, you know, sevens uh, tend to be a little bit uh, carefree, you know, let's say that in a positive way. But sometimes the negative side of being a seven is sometimes they don't always follow through on, on what they say they're going to do. Sevens get distracted easily. Sevens sometimes uh, don't want to sit with tedious work. And so they have a tendency to feel like they're missing out on something. And so they kind of jump from one distraction to the other. Now, the good thing about this is I am a counter seven, which I think is the social seven. And basically what that means is uh, I feel the impulse like any other seven to get distracted or to distract myself or to be frustrated with what we're doing now and, you know, just kind of run toward happiness or whatever I think will make me happy for the moment. But that counter seven or that social seven sort of like leans on the six, which I'm a wing six. And the six, you know, is that kind of anxious uh, mind that says, you know, what could happen if we do the wrong thing? And let's think this through and let's make sure that we're, we're, we're being safe. And so that counter seven, what, what it does for me is it says, are you sure you really want to do that? Are you sure you really want to go ahead and buy that? Maybe you should wait. And so it's kind of like I've got this, this accelerator in life that wants to push forward, but I've also got this brake pedal that says, now, wait a minute now, before you do that, stop and think, is this really what you want? Is this going to upset others? Are others going to feel like you are abandoning them if you jump from one thing to the next? And so I think through all of that, the lesson I've learned is a very simple lesson, but a very important lesson that it just seems like people today have a hard time remembering. And that is, think about the long-term goal. Think about the long-term goal. No matter what it is that you're doing, um, we tend to just think about what will make me happy right now. What feels good right now? And so we go do what feels good right now or what we think will make us happy right now. This shows up in, for example, the way we eat. You know, we tend to be drawn toward the foods that aren't necessarily the best for our body, but they taste good. And since it tastes good, and you got to think, you remember, you know, this food has been genetically designed in laboratories, most of it, so that it will taste good, but not necessarily be nutritious. It's crazy when you think about it that you have one organ, your tongue, inside your mouth that gets to determine the whole rest of what the body is going to get to, uh, to process. 
In other words, you've got, for example, broccoli and you've got donuts and your tongue is drawn to donuts. The whole, your whole body may be screaming for broccoli. Every other part of your body wants broccoli and not donuts, but this one organ in your mouth gets to determine, gets to decide for the entire rest of your body what it's going to have to deal with. And people are dying, literally dying, because their diets are so poor. And why are their diets so poor? Because we're choosing the temporary over the long-term goal. In other words, people ask, what do I want to eat? When what we should ask is, what do I want to have eaten? What do I want to have eaten? What does my body want me to eat? Not what tastes good. This is seen in so many different areas of life and how we spend money. The way we spend money is often dictated by what we want right now. And sevens, I think, understand this because we can get driven towards accumulating stuff as if I'm missing out on something and that thing that I you know, has caught my eye that would finish out my collection, that's going to make me happy. And so you spend the money, you buy the item, and then after a while, what, it just kind of finds its way on the junk pile with everything else that promised to make you happy. And at the end of the day, wouldn't you rather have had the, the money, usually, than the item that promised to make you happy? And so oftentimes in life, we do what feels good for the moment at the expense of what is good long term. So let this sink in and process this and just let this be a thought that you dwell on maybe today. You know, the conversations that I have, the things I'm watching, the way I'm spending my time, the way I'm spending my money, the kind of food that I'm eating, the interactions I have with people, is, and, and whether or not I'm spending my time reading and learning and growing or just wasting my time with what feels good right now, sitting uh, on an easy chair and watching television, sure, it feels good now. But in the long term, um, you might be able to use your time in a little more productive way. Maybe going for a walk, reading a book, catching up on some articles, you know, being more in touch with uh, or certainly spiritual things, spending time with the Bible, spending time with God. See, these are built, rebuilding old relationships, you know, with old friends that you haven't spoken to in a while. If you're going to have great things in life, it's going to take long-term investments. And long-term investments don't happen overnight. And so we kind of just find ourselves darting to, from one short-term experience to another short-term experience without any real thought as to what does this mean for me long-term. But you know, it's the long-term things in life, putting roots down in a community, uh, marriage, raising a family, uh, eating a healthy diet, um, getting to know yourself, getting to know your God, getting to uh, grow. These are things that are long-term investments in life. And they don't happen overnight, so often we don't sit with them. So let this sink in today as you go through your day, just thinking about, is what I'm doing, am I deciding to do this because it feels good for the moment? Or am I deciding to do this because it's going to bring me long-term results? Something to think about, you guys. Hey, be present to life. Don't miss life because of, of 
you're focused on what you're missing in life, you're focused on the way things should be or what could have been or what you hope will be tomorrow that you miss what's right in front of you right now. Be present to life and as always, I'll see you guys. Have a great day and blessings.